I was really quite sort of angry at my mum and dad whenever they didn't put something in the recycling, but it was more because it was I thought I knew it was right in some weird abstract way, but now it's definitely got the sort of well at seven. At, at seven, you're yeah, angry. About, yeah. At seven, I was thinking about being a spaceman still. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't that switched <laughs> on. Let's go. Oh, we're starting. Yeah, Sorry. we're starting. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that, traditional meaning of go. <laughs> I thought it was another sound test. Oh my God, look how loud that. Okay, hello and welcome to episode four of Got 99 Problems But Gen Z Ain't One. I'm Holly and I'm an account exec here at BDB. I'm Connor and I'm a business development exec here at BDB. Hi, I'm Lizzie and I'm an account executive here at BDB. So today we're talking about sustainability, but I think in particular environmental sustainability. Bit of a hot topic in the news at the moment. David Attenborough's mm. shed some light on it. Yeah. Did any of you watch the David Attenborough? I did. I did indeed. No, I it's did. Quite eye-opening. I remember. I've heard it on the news. Yeah. Um, so I think essentially he said, in the next decade, if we don't have like drastic, drastic action, then mm. we're going to do irreversible damage, and it's going to be like the fall of our societies and nature. As yeah. We know it. They've well, been all. The, sorry. <laughs> They've been all the um, Extinction Rebellion protests in London. This week as well. Yeah, with the boat. Yep, the, the big, big boat, pink yeah. boat. Bucking, there was a celebrity yeah. on it as well. Emma Thompson. That's yeah. the one, yeah. Yeah, she was. And uh, the uh, Greta Thunberg as well, She, the Swedish schoolgirl. Oh, who yeah. Who started yeah. The, the school um, sort of strike protests. Uh, and like her argument's pretty watertight, really. It's like, why should we go to school and learn for the future if we do not have a future? Because the world's going to end Very <laughs> with true. climate change. There's also school uh, school strikes in Australia, wasn't wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. yeah, and here and America. Um, it's everywhere. It's becoming, I think, something that Greta told the um, UK Parliament. I think it was on Tuesday. Um, she basically asked politicians, "Behave like your house is on fire. Um, like this is a, an emergency. It's not a time to go and have another conference. This is the time to act." I think. I think another thing that was kind of striking from those school strikes is, is younger kids doing it. Yeah, I think that's mad that, like, I'm <coughs> sorry, at my age, at, when I was a lot younger, I don't think I even, it was on my radar, whereas it has to be on people's radar yeah. now. Mm. Definitely, and that's only in the past 10 years-ish, really. Yeah. I didn't know what I cared about at, like, seven. I, I did, but it was in a sort of, um, I didn't really understand why, I just knew it was... I was really quite sort of angry at my mum and dad whenever they didn't put something in the recycling, but it was more because it was I thought I knew it was right in some weird abstract way, but now it's definitely got the sort of well at seven. What at, at seven you're angry? Yeah, about, yeah, at seven I was thinking about being a spaceman still. I, was, I wasn't that switched <laughs> I mean, on. I was an odd child. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's easy for people of our generation and younger to be angry and bitter because this isn't necessarily how we've left the planet but mm. I think what's really important is that we take action to prevent the next generation's feeling as mm. we do or bitter or angry or that we even have anywhere left I yeah. think I feel angry because uh, I think it was in the documentary by David Attenborough it was um, the first sign of climate change was uh, spoken about by scientists I think 30 years ago where he said the world is getting hotter 
because back then they didn't know it was getting colder in places too. There's always a lag though in science and belief. There's well, especially when there's money involved. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that was one of the things. So he said he was 99% sure it was due to fossil fuels being burnt. And then the reaction to that was either, you know, big oil money doesn't want to, you know, yep. lose money or they're like, oh, you know, the science isn't there. It's not real. There's still people who... The president of the United States, for yeah, example. Mr. Trump. Um, is still... Oh, I'm on the fence about it. I think he says that the planet is warming, but he's not convinced it's humans that are doing yeah, it. That's but his even if you argue that, it's still happening. But so we should no, probably yeah. do something. Yeah. There's no harm in being safe yeah. about it. Worst case scenario, uh, some very rich people have slightly less money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like there, there is no. I, I think that's the frustration. I think a lot of people don't blame previous generations like normal people who were just doing what they had to do I think the big frustration is with the corporations and the politicians who have just for their own convenience decided not to believe the science yeah. and profit off well the thing about profit is the all the all the uh, documentaries and things all the, the speech around this issue now is saying that the the focus is off us as you know like civilians mm. because we're doing you know what we can we but that's not really going to make a big impact because the, the change now needs to come from governing bodies and large corporations. Yeah. But that won't change because you've got a lot of corrupt politicians who, you know, they're being funded by mm. big oil. So they're not going to change. Do we think it's government policies which will actually have that knock-on effect to change behaviours, though? Because well, if it's law. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I, I do, I really, it really interests me to understand what motivates people because I think fear is a massive one. Our brains are wired to respond to fear and danger. Mm. And this is the biggest threat we've had. Why are people not responding? I think because it's quite distant for a lot of people. Um, we were discussing this the other day, like especially if you're in a, a relatively affluent country... And you're doing yeah. very cushioned from the yeah, effects. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even more than the US, because the US at least has all these sort of natural disasters and hurricanes and, mm. um, you know, earthquakes and things like that. But I think because it's a long-term problem, it isn't... If there's a fire coming towards your house, you're like, oh no, a fire, I'm going to do something about that. Yeah. If someone says, there is a fire, but you can't see it... It's miles away. It's miles away, and it'll be really, really bad once it gets here... But at the moment, you know... It's like 10 years away. It's, yeah, there's a fire that's, that's 10 years away. That's why nobody's acting. And people... Yeah, humans... We're, um, to be fair, a lot of people have a lot of imminent problems at the moment, like yeah. not being able to feed their families and not everyone but that, can that too to... is part of the problem because you the, the rainforest, that's being cut down at like a very fast rate mm. for, you know... grounds. Yeah, yeah, agriculture. And the rainforest that's, you know, that's used to process CO2... CO2 is part of the, the ozone problem because yep. it's... it's gas Yeah, it's, it's trapping all the heat in. That's cooking the world, basically. We're a fried egg. <laughs> yeah, basically, we're just getting boiled. Yeah. All boiled. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I suppose, that's a question I've got, like, um, you know, we were saying um, beyond individual actions now, it does need to be on a much higher level. But uh, one thing that, if everyone did, would make a massive difference is sort of cutting down on meat consumption. Yeah, um, definitely. Red meat and pork. Even going vegan. Water. Water is a... Um, like, I don't associate, or I didn't associate water and getting water to how it is to be a massive energy... Drain. Drain, yeah. yeah. But I watched a video on it and it was like, the amount of tons and tons of water, mm. it's a massive, massive problem. Yeah. Mm. Well, ever since, ever since all this sort of kicked up, 
I've been feeling really guilty. So now instead of just like, you know how you do the thing where you put water on your toothbrush, then the toothpaste, and water on the toothpaste, it's, I don't know, it's a oh, weird I, thing. I don't put water on top of the toothpaste. It just oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wash it off. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a real thing. But Have even when I'm brushing my, my teeth. teeth wrong? <laughs> Make sure the tap's off. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. I've been doing. So oh, I've been yeah. feeling think, really guilty. Do you think that guilt is will su- be sustainable though? Or do you think that's just right now you feel guilt that that'll wear off? As in, um, is I've it also cut out like driving to work some I'm 15 minutes away so I'm walking now so like driving to me I'm just like why am I doing that it's just I'm, unnecessary I'm basically like I hate driving I, I find it really really stressful um but one of the other reasons I don't really want to um get comfortable with it is because I I don't think the world needs another car really mm-hmm. um and I'd rather wait until I could afford an electric or something mm. um but yeah, like public transport things. But even electrics are causing problems because we think it's you know this this. Well, if yeah, if the electricity is generated you know? at a coal burning power station, yeah, it's a. But bit, yeah, <laughs> that too. But it's also it's lithium. Uh, lithium's oh, the the metal they're using. The batteries. And it's super rare, so they have to go find it. When they find it, they have to turn that into a quarry to dig it up. Mm. And guess what's on top of the quarry? Probably a rainforest or you know a load of nature, and that's ripping all that up. Which is Do you want to know how you stop that? My dad said when he used to work on quarries or my, whatever, the minute you see, is it a black crested newt or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's a no-go. You're yeah, gone. well, they're protected, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. It's bats as well. Or a red squirrel. <laughs> yeah. It's protected animals, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It was a shutdown. We, I, should, we just plant newts everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's interesting the you said about your car and the 15-minute thing, because I'm not sure if this is public, if this everyone knows this, but like... I used to drive quite a lot to like the co-op by me and it's a five minute journey mm. and in that five minutes your engine doesn't get hot enough to for your catalytic, catalytic converter to be efficient oh, no. so it's not working so until all after the five stuff minutes is coming so out. the journey isn't worth it unless so, can you hold off that shopping trip until you're going en route somewhere else mm. or walk yeah cycle or <laughs> cycle yeah, yeah. <laughs> Depends, like, obviously sometimes a car is very convenient like if you're carrying a big heavy lot of stuff or whatever yeah. but for small local journeys I think it, 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 I totally get it like the amount of times I've had to cycle somewhere and, and it's been raining and cold and I'm just, oh my god I wish I could drive I walked home in the rain though the other day what? it was you know in the Commitment. thunderstorm yeah I was like I'm doing this for you earth rain on me <laughs> but, yeah. I think another thing is my dad works in um, Amsterdam and he said that when you go to like shopping in like grocery stores shopping whatever fruit and things aren't in you know oranges come in those netted bags yeah. like bananas come in it's unnecessary plastic bags it's yeah. just loose produce so now my dad's like he used to maybe buy a pot of like mini um, what's it called what's that fruit with the red seed pomegranates pomegranates mm. like but you know you can get them already like yeah. Extracted, in a, yeah. in a mm. little tub he's like no I'm going to Pull them out now. Like it's changed his way of thinking since he's seen it in Amsterdam. Mm. But I think we're pretty bad for it here. Yeah, I think we value convenience a lot. Yeah. Um, well, we've got lazy. Well, yeah, we've, it's been given to us for years. I think that's a big barrier to people changing their habits. It's just habit. Yeah. <laughs> like people are used to going into a supermarket, picking something up, um, maybe not even using it all. Food waste. I feel really bad about. Yeah. I I move around like in a week I can be staying at three different places and I'll buy food and then yeah. I won't come back until the next week and then I'm like oh no that salad didn't get eaten or something um, 
which I feel really bad about. But, but you do you do things to make up for it though. Like we all recycle, I'm guessing. Yeah, definitely. But I've I've been doing some research, and apparently recycling's a bit counterintuitive for the whole, you know, for the greater good. So it's reduce, reuse, and recycle. Mm-hmm. But in that order. So we should be reducing as the main thing because we're yeah. overproducing and that drives all this, you know, CO2 emission. Uh, reuse, obviously, mm. use plastic tubs, whatever, and then recycle is the very last step. Yeah. Drawing yeah. on that reusing thing, I mentioned to you guys the nearly zero waste village in Japan, mm. Kamikatsu, yeah. I think it's called, where they used to incinerate their waste, etc., but then they became aware of what that's doing for them. And now, they say that they reuse things wherever possible. Things you don't even think you can use things for, but they were saying they actually really value their what they own now. Yeah. And I'm like, so many things to us are disposable. They're mm. so accessible. And there's a new version next week. And I don't I think that's really nice to have such mm. value in what you have and make mm. it make it go a bit further. What made them do that though? Was that it like was regulation. They had regulation. They had it. it was an act, I think, that came in, in two thousand and three. And I think they're aiming to be completely zero waste by 2020. That's good. Mm. The thing is, though, like in the UK, we don't have an overall law. It's like enforce it. It's down to the councils and, and, you know, the local areas to govern how they recycle. That's why when I was in Surrey, I think there was three, three bins. But up here in Cheshire, like we've got four. Four. In Leeds, there's two. Two. There's one for general waste and one for all recycling. Shouldn't there be, I don't know, four bins everywhere? Um... I don't know, it depends, because I, I think in Leeds, where I used to live, it was, you put all your recyclables, cardboard, tins, glass, plastics, all in one bin, and then they get sorted by the council, but I think it's because Leeds City Council's doesn't, Trafford, where we are now, is quite big, mm. so I think it was it's more just the sort of local council's funding and their capacity. Yeah, I guess so, but then does that mean the government need to be allocating more for recycling? If this is such a big issue, then we need to be, you know, putting more power behind it. I suppose, but in your sort of hierarchy of things, they should be promoting, they should be, I think, you know, that like we've brought in like a sugar tax recently to yeah. kind of penalise companies that add in unnecessary amounts of added sugar. I think that would maybe, maybe it's not going far enough, but a good first step would be to penalise companies that support this uh, disposable business model. So mm. Primark is probably a big, Primark, yeah. a big culprit. Like, yes, it's good for people who have low income, you can still get sort of reasonable clothes and things but it is perpetuating this idea that you know keep, i want next week's version yeah it well it's keep buying never yeah, stop buying away society yeah it, it well it's not even the throwing away no one's saying throw your stuff away but everyone's saying keep buying more mm. and no one has the space for everything and i think what we need to get away from in our sort of minds is this kind of i, I need to look cool i need to you know i need yeah. to look fashionable it's fine to love fashion but well like h&m have the the conscious yeah. range now so that's all recyclable and like green materials mm. so that's pretty good that's, yeah but coming so, back to like keeping it local mm. i think we need to get more recycling centers maybe in the uk because it used to be the, the case that we did recycle but then to process all these plastics that've been crushed up into a cube mm. where does that go and i found out it used to go to china <laughs> so think about like the use, transport. Yeah, the transport. So you've got these freight ships that use, you know, I think it's diesel. So mm. like probably one of the worst fuels. It's going all the way from the UK to China, and then it's getting processed there. And then these ships 
brought nothing back. They could have brought freight, but they brought nothing back. So it's like... Freight. Yeah, freight train. Uh, not freight train. Freight boat. Mm. It's like big crates. So right. they were only doing one-way journeys. Yeah, basically. effectively. So they bringing were... nothing back, which could have been, you know, because we import a lot of steel, a lot of plastic, that could have been brought back, but they weren't. So it's just like, I don't know, is it, is it that worth it? Should we be doing more here mm. to yeah. cut down on CO2? I think, I think you touching on big businesses and things and how they can make an impact. I think it's important that we should draw on how businesses mm. can incorporate mm. sustainable values, etc. Mm. Because they can have a large impact. I've seen like in McDonald's, etc. Now they're... Yeah. They say they're working towards <laughs> zero waste, but there's just three different bins in there. <laughs> like I've been in it, it's been like one for the straw. <laughs> Climate change but, solved. <laughs> but I'm like, that. Mm, I don't know, maybe it is, but they need to start. I bet if they replaced their beef burgers with like meat substitutes, no one would notice. Um, well, you to, see, uh, Greg. That's deception, Lizzie. <laughs> but sometimes but Greg's there. it's for the greater yeah, good. It just means just. <laughs> but do you remember Greg's brought out the vegan sausage roll? And that was like a, quite a big hit. Oh yeah, but yeah. that was that was hilarious. The fact that everyone lost their utter minds about that. Some, yeah, but that, that's people. more of a you know a social thing. It's like oh, oh, we don't need vegan, but it proved to be a very successful mm. thing. And all my friends say that whenever they go to get them and try them, they're always sold out. So they they mustn't wow. be that bad. No, well, they just didn't make any, and they couldn't be bothered. Yeah, true. <laughs> they're not <laughs> any vegans. <laughs> but the, like Sainsbury's, I've noticed because um, I'm in there a lot. <laughs> have brought out loads of sort of vegetable only uh, ready meals and mm. they're, um and they're really good like the, i think there's this big thing but like, what are they packaged in plastic plastic yeah. but um i guess you can't really have steps. just <laughs> open soupy <laughs> soup can you you could um there's biodegradable plastic yeah. you could um or i don't know how how would we suggest i, well, know, I think I don't know, maybe this is me going off on one, but I th- I think, oh, forgotten, sorry, cut that. There is a, um, I think, it was, was it Kenko? They they brought in the reusable uh, bag yes. thing, yeah. but uh, I can't I can't seem to find them. I think it's a great idea because you, mm. you buy the initial item and which it has a the, glass jar of- it's either a glass jar or a plastic bag, which initially, you know, it's, it's a new item, mm. but you reuse that bag once you, you know, run mm. out of the, the coffee granules and you bring it back and get more. Um, I think in terms of business adoption of like sustainable values, I think one thing is to think is which is important is are they adopting it for a publicity stunt or are these core values yeah. that they actually care about? Yeah, because mm. that will be and then you can't really tell that, but I guess one will just go a lot further, and that's mm. the latter. <laughs> well, it'll be just it'll be sustainable, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, like if if there's an actual motivation behind it to make a difference and to support businesses, like we do, BDB Sustain things, we try and help our clients. Sort of. Um, it's a circular economy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So of, promote that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because genuinely motivated to help them make changes, but if if a company adopts something like that just for a PR stunt, um, it'll probably last as long as that does the rounds in the press and then it'll slip. Like. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit like, um, why does a company do anything PR related? It's, it's purely for, for their gain because you've got, you know, Notre Dame burned down, I think it was Louis, Louis Vuitton and other people donated millions to them. It's, it's well, you know, forgive me for saying this, but it's just a building. It's just a building. It's, it's, sure, it's history. history and and that's interesting. 
do you think pre- preserving the past is more important to people than keeping our future? Well, I mean, everything's being recorded these days, so maybe losing... I mean, it's of course, it's going to be sad to lose it because there's obviously a lot of history attached to the building, but we've got so much you know, documented history that we can afford to lose a few things if we redirect those funds. We're not disputing that the Notre Dame accident was an absolute tragedy, well, by the way. I'm kind of... Uh, I'm, I'm a history graduate, so I'm kind of... The amount of... Like, the, a few years ago, when all those um, priceless sort of... Um, architectural um, archaeological sites were destroyed in the Middle East. That was tragic because it it's senseless. Like when it, it, the Notre Dame was an accident, it was it's really tragic, and you know, definitely, thank God they saved it. It's really that's great. But when people willfully destroy the past, that that really upsets me. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously, if you can avoid it, sure. But I'm just saying, I, I can't remember how many, but I'm sure it was like a lot of money. It was millions that could be redirected to something that is a lot more, you know, immediate, as in the next mm. 10 years. Like, we can live yeah. without a church. I'm sorry, but we can. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, I know. It's. I think that's, that's my point from earlier demonstrated through me. Uh, it's This problem seems distant, and at the moment, my mind is going, oh, no, this priceless piece of history. Um, I think, but uh, an argument can be made if we don't save the future, all these artifacts and things will exactly. be lost. So, so do you think it needs more publicity? If it's only 10, 10 years away, does it need more publicity? Or do, or do you think we're there now? I think it, everyone is aware. I think we need to be in the state of crisis yeah. to make an action. And I think that's brilliant what David Attenborough's done because mm. it's only when we think, oh my God, running around like the house is on fire that we're going to do anything. Yeah, mm. but it's, it's amazing what people and societies can do when they're, when they're forced to, like during World War Two, like the amount of infrastructure that went into keeping Britain running was amazing, and nobody, like almost nobody, went hungry because rationing was so efficient. Mm. Um, you know, all sort of the means to keep people safe and things, and it, it obviously it was very difficult, but we got through it, and like every the nation was something like much healthier afterwards because they'd all been doing lots of extra exercise and all this thing, like once people, once governments, especially, I think, get their head around how important and how serious it is, it's doable, definitely. Mm. I think at the moment, still got the blinders on a bit. Mm. So um, before I get reported to HR, what do you think about little Dicky? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I we, kind of dropped this bomb on me before, and I was like, what about little Dicky? But... Right, so what's this single cover? done? So right. Lil Dicky is like, um, I guess you would describe him as like a comedic rapper, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But uh, recently he released an album or a single called Earth, and it's all about raising awareness about the state of the planet. Okay. And it's got everybody in it. It's got Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, everybody. It's like a big collaboration. Mm, it's like Yeah, I think it's a little <laughs> bit like that, but I think it's the... He's trying to create enough attraction around the topic with all these celebrities to, you know, get the message out. And at the very end, he goes, you know, jokes aside, this is a serious problem. We've got about, I think it's 10 or 12 years to act. Mm. So I thought that was kind of cool. Do we need more of that? Yeah, I think it's good when people have, like, understand their privilege and mm. can use and their, their influence. Yeah. And their platform. And their platform. And I think that's where big businesses can have a huge impact. Mm. Yeah. Is when you get big businesses doing it for PR rather than the actual issue. Yeah. 
Well, uh, to be fair, at this point... I don't care as long as it's yeah, sustainable. Yeah, as, as long as they're actually doing the sustainability, even if it is just for PR in, in their intent. But the problem it's, it's there is, is it short-lived? Yeah. Because um, you've got companies like Lego, I think, they, I think they, they're changing because obviously they use a lot of plastic because that is their product. But I think they said they're going to either go to like an eco-friendly plastic. Mm. So, that's, that, so eco-friendly in terms of it can be dis- dissolved and reused? I'm guessing so, or maybe it's recycled. But either way, that's integral to their company's sort of... Yeah, they, they yeah. can't operate they, without plastic. Yeah, but that's them going forward. That is all, you know... A better version of what I, they do. Um, so that's you know them addressing the problem rather than just being a PR stunt because that's long term. I guess it's about giving the consumer and pe- people what they want, and it is a right. I, hopefully, it'll become more and more important to the consumer um, and audiences. But ah no, um, I worked in a lab um, on my own industry at uni and recycling plastic because i worked in with composites and polymers was a massive massive thing for them and that's because of regulations and things which are changing so again it comes back to regulations mm. but it was like oh my god we can't make this if but if we can't get this r and this past the r&d stage where we can't dissolve and reuse the polymer then there's that's it the project's off yeah oh. interesting. <laughs> so as gen z what can we do to sort of combat it. I was thinking the other day, is it going to be to the point where we have to like name and shame companies? Because like we've, we've gone the, you know, the PC route, mm-hmm. the PC route where it's like, you know, please oh, already out here dropping yeah. bombs for on Lego. And no, for the but record, I'm saying well done, Lego. Uh, they are a very fine company. I'm just saying that their business model is indicative of... <laughs> I'm saying, should we, should it, is it now at the point where we have to play sort of dirty to shame big companies responsible for this? I don't think we ever this? get anywhere no. by playing dirty. No, you don't. I, think, I don't think people will trust us if we... It'll only reinforce the stereotypes they have about us that, you know, I don't know. That but we, I don't think that's important. I think we've just got to be the bigger people. Mm. But like, you can't. I, I feel like you can't because if that's... If that, it feels like it's going to take a long time for them to come around. Disip- like the stuff that's been going on in London this week, I think is the best way to go about it. Peaceful, non-violent protest that just inconveniences like a bit lots of companies but like, i'd argue that is kind of what mark uh, talking about because it's it's forceful in a way i'm not saying violence i'm saying yeah. it's forceful enough to make them stop yeah no that's that. that's good the, the i'm not saying like break in and burn down buildings <laughs> that, would, that would that would help <laughs> no <laughs> smoke but i'm yeah. not sure individual name and shame is the way to go around no it. because that that's not because what those... that's not going to make the company want to help you no no no, I, ju- I just feel like more pressure needs to be applied. I think we have to be a lot more firm with, um, I suppose, demanding better from, I don't know, our, our workplaces, the businesses we shop at. Like, I've just been getting so sick of not, of sort of, I tried to um, find a sustainable clothes retailer online, yeah. like, because I was, I, I feel really bad about buying. I, I need a new jacket, but I don't want to get it from somewhere. Mm. Um, so I, I tried to look online, and they were extortionately expensive everywhere. They were basically designer. And I was like, why isn't there any... But so, is, is it is eco then a fashion? Well... And is that taking it seriously? It's because a, a part of it, I think, is because of the, the methods they were using to produce these clothes do cost more. Yeah. It's like organic stuff, and it wasn't mass-produced. But the, the, the only real option, if you want a sustainable 
sustainable clothing and you're on a budget it's charity shops yeah <laughs> and true. i love charity I shops, do. Charity shops mm, thrift shop yeah, yeah pop some they tags. can be expensive they in, can be in the center of manchester yeah you want to go to your ox farm on your local high street yeah Find some gold. Yeah, or go ooh, definitely around Altrincham because yeah. it's a wealthy area. So. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was more my, it, my... I expected to find at least somewhere that was... I, I expected to pay a bit more, but the price jump when you wanted to do something responsible was so much. I was like, why? How? I think money is a massive, massive, is having a massive influence. For businesses, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and people, because a lot of people can't afford to mm. adopt all of these Things. Well, some things. So they think, well, what's the point in doing just a couple that I can, my little bit? Is that going to... Yeah. So one thing you could do is uh, switch your gas and electric to bulb, like the new sort of energy provider. Is that the one with the meter? With um, the, which one's the one with the advert with all the kids at the moment? It's like, I want to live in a beautiful probably world. Bulb. It's probably bulb. Probably <laughs> bulb because it's, it's 100% sustainable energy. Ooh, so wow. it's uh, wind power and solar power. power. So uh, I've recently switched over. And if you get referred, you get like... Fifty pounds on each account, whoever refers. Mm. So, so again, it's a money driver. Use, useful yeah, tips. It's money driver, but it's still. Yeah. It's, Let it never it's still be said we don't bit. offer useful tips. On yeah. <laughs> so if you want to use my promotion code, <laughs> hit me up. But um, what else? I mean, like, could BDB go and be with Bulb? Would that be something we could do? That could we get solar panels on the roof? They're I mean, expensive. I don't know they if they are get expensive, enough, and the payoff time is sun. quite a bit. But um, um, could we do more? Yeah, everyone can. We currently recycle a lot. Uh, We get through a lot of paper, and that's Mm. we made the argument in the digital detox first episode that we print because it gives our eyes a rest. Yeah, because it's not good to look at blue screens all day. But it's it's a it's a catch twenty two in a lot of things. Yeah. Well, I do know that all our printers are carbon offset (laughs) because they've got stickers on them. Uh, So I don't know what that means. Um, Basically, all the 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 CO2 emissions used in the production of the printer and its operation have been offset by planting the trees. Right, so oh, it's kind of carbon, nice. ne- carbon mm. neutral. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's um, cool. I like I that. Maybe we could encourage less car use because I do know there's a lot of people yeah. who live fairly carpool. locally. But yeah, a carpool, that would be really a really good idea. Well, then you've at least halved. Yeah. yeah. The, like the empty seats in cars, like, yeah, like I know... Oh people. Lord, I'm such a bad driver though. I wouldn't feel comfortable like oh, with someone fine. else's life. Oh no, I did it with Lizzie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't feel comfortable with someone except Lizzie. Uh, <laughs> that came out really wrong. No, you were you stranded in rain, Lizzie. I had to. Uh, well, yes. I didn't have to, but you know what? For I mean. the low, low price of a, chi- a Tesco chicken wrap, she gave yeah, me. Yeah. She very nicely Ooh. gave me a lift home. But um, yeah, a carpool would be a really good idea. I mean, Dan bikes to work, so he's so, doing um, a big... Emma yeah, Libby. we've got the... What's the scheme here? Cycle to work. And That's a good one, yeah. It's a contribution towards the bike. I think it. so. I think... Is it, is it a government scheme? I'm I pretty sure there's a government um, scheme, but I don't it, know whether BDB get, have um, one. a bike tax-free, essentially, because it's a business... The, the company buys it. Uh, okay. And can you pay it in... Then it comes out in monthly yeah. installments, so it's mm-hmm. much more manageable for people to be like, oh, I can't... It, yeah. It's an option now. I can cycle. Yeah. And, uh, and we subsidise public transport as well, for like the bus passes and, tra- oh, and really? tram passes. Yeah. That's good. So uh, there, we have lots of things in place. It's... I suppose we could... We could have a look into what else we could do. Yeah. Maybe I mean, there's always more you could do. Mm. But I think we're doing a fair bit. Yeah. For, for what we can. Um, I don't think it's feasible to go completely paperless just yet, but we do recycle all the, pa- the spare paper we, we use. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. 
how can we conclude this? I think, I think we do need to be like, this is really scary. We are in a state of panic. But like David Attenborough said, there's a little bit, not a little bit, there's some hope. Yes. There is some hope. It's just, we have to work harder now. If we had acted mm. sooner, it would be easier, but this is where we're at now. There's nothing much oh, we can do. It's just like my A-level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta work harder for this last exam to bump it up. No, it's just, we're at the point now where it could have been easier if we acted earlier, but now we are where we are. We can't change it. So we might as well work harder to, you know, sort of claw back what we can. And now it's, it's getting to the stage where, because Gen Z are becoming the current sort of, I don't know, movers and shakers in society. Mm. Like we, we need to, I think, move away a bit from blaming past generations. I don't think that gets us blame does not The blame yeah. game doesn't get us anywhere. Uh, we need to look at what we can do and what we can encourage. Actions, late. not words, exactly. effectively. Uh, yeah. And yeah, looking back isn't, in the same way, yes, Notre Dame should be saved. But we do need to look at the future more rather than, um, I understand the anger is completely justified, but it isn't really going to help. Yeah. No bitterness. No bitterness. I think, I think it depends how active you want to be though. Like you could contact your council, you maybe push the matter of eco to enough to that, you know, whoever's your... Vote green. Yeah, vote green maybe. <laughs> or you could just push that idea to whoever's you know, in yeah. control in your area. Or and say, if you don't do this, I'll vote green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I think we just need to get the message up to more powerful places. And then they can have a, a more global effect, a larger effect, rather than just you recycling. Yeah. Though that is valuable. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Right. Are we done? Anyone else? Mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. Any more for any more? No. Hashtag save the planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I've been Holly. I'm Connor. I'm Lizzie. And thanks for joining us. Um, you can cat, well, catch us on Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on Anchor and Spotify. I think we're working on getting iTunes going. But uh, you can find us at 99 Problems, but Gen Z ain't one. That's at 99P Gen Z. Sweet. Woo!